0: the Crestcore Real Estate Hour, guys, we appreciate you tuning in Uh, or watching this video in your own time, which is how uh, we typically typically send this out is is to uh, investors that watch it in their own time. We do get some live folks that come on here, though, so Um, Dan, I I guess we'll we'll go ahead and get started. So, um, we've been doing the podcast here from our um, Crestcore building here on Summer Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, ever since the, the COVID-19 crisis hit us. Um, pivot. Yeah, we did pivot. We've talked about that on the show before, that you've got to you gotta be it able is to- It is what it is. It is what it is. What do you think about it? Yeah, I, lo- I did like those initial shows that we did, because it was, um, I-, I love that facing the reality of, it is what it is. I mean, like, there's nothing we can do about this other than, I guess, wear a mask and wash our hands and stay clean but outside of that there's not a whole lot of uh anything that you and I can do about COVID so uh reacting to the situation and doing the best you can that was an early on show um so we hope the audio is good if the audio is not good somebody please let us know but uh, we believe it is it is clear and you're able to hear us so we're happy to have you guys join us Uh, We'll go ahead and dive into today's show. We're going to talk about hard money today. Um, Before we do, if you have any questions about anything we talk about this week, last week, whenever, email me, Dean at CrestCore.com. If you'd like to talk to Dan, it's Dan at CrestCore.com. And you can also check out our website, www.CrestCoreRealty.com. And you can see all of our available listings and uh, Meet My Team and all that other fun stuff that you can see there. So, um, Dan, let's talk about hard money. It's been a topic that um, has gotten a bad name at one point, then it goes back to good, and then it's bad, and now it's good again. Well, I think it's part of it's just people don't, don't understand it. Yeah. And understand the
1: purpose and the vision for using it and stuff yeah. like that. I think it's just just costly money, that's how they think about it. So.
0: Or someone trying to take advantage of you. They, they look at it like that because it's a high rate and there's some fees that, that are associated with it. I've used it Multiple a times. dozen times, yeah. I guess. I've mm-hmm. used it before and I'm, I'm still using it now. I've used CoreLend here with, with uh, Matt Jones in our office. And it's been, a. it helped me scale. Yeah. I mean, it really did. It, it allowed me to get properties under my belt where I didn't have to go to a traditional bank. Yeah. It's easier to refinance as you know, um, a property versus getting a new loan. So let's talk about hard money. What is it? Tell me what you know, when you think of hard money, what's the definition or the, the explanation that comes out, you know, from me Yeah, I mean I think to me it's 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 a way to leverage somebody else's money,
1: you know, OPM, which is BridgeTepport, you know, one oh one OPM, you know, to to scale, to build something, to do something that you would not normally have been able to do. Yeah. So when everybody's starting out you know, I mean, none of us. I mean, there's very few that start out with a lot of money that can just dive into real estate. So yep. you got to find a source to help you jumpstart that
0: and catapult that business. It could be your home equity line of credit. It could be which you're your, the king of. The home you home don't do equity. it anymore, right? I still use you still use it. it? Okay. Talk about well, <laughs> this is not a Save it. yeah, this is not a Helot class, but I. I when using that, yeah, using that that HELOC is creative and it's cheap. Yeah, you
1: know, I was talking to somebody last night in the neighborhood. He's got a couple rentals, and <laughs> we were talking about HELOCs, and yeah. you know, it just seems like it always comes up. But anyway, but we'll, yeah, we'll no, come we, back to that. We'll come back to the HELOC. so just it's just a way to bridge. I mean, that's some of it's called bridge loans. It's a way to bridge the gap to get you started in either fix and flips or rentals or whatever. So yeah, you know, in you know, and kind of. Or transactional funding. So there's kind of three that I think of when I think of hard money. Let's start with transactional. That's it's not as prevalent as it used to be. Yeah. With wholesalers, you know, used to you have a lot of double closing because you didn't want to see the buyer
0: to see what you were making. So, you know. which I think is legal. I've had you know, like I get, I get both sides of the fence of that. Some people say it's not. Some people say it is. To double close? No. To use transactional funds. Oh, it's legal. What? That's what I'm saying. Like I've heard both sides of it. I've heard some people say that it's not, and some people say that it is because you're bar. I guess you're borrowing money for 20 minutes. Essentially,
1: you have to have money in escrow at that attorney's office to show that you close on the
0: house. It Doesn't Maybe matter where the
1: source comes from.
0: Is, what makes it legal and not legal is if it's in the attorney's office, right? Correct. If it never showed up in the attorney's office, that's what I think I'm talking
1: about. Now, people used to get in trouble back in the day. I know we're digressing here, but it's always educational. Because I think people should be aware of this. Like, if an attorney did a double close without the money ever coming into that office, there's that's one the, I mean, that's the that's what I'm talking part. about. That. That's illegal. So, if you had a contract to buy somebody's house and you sold that contract to me, you know, or you just bought it and then sold the house to me, you came in and bought it, and the attorney just used my funds instead of your funds and then my funds. That's what, that's what I'm talking me. about, and that's what I think has 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 happened in the past. As, as, I don't, People are much, you know, much more buttoned up than they used to be. I don't think they do that. But. And I'm even, yeah. They don't have to so that's transactional plan. funding. Yeah. Then you get fix and flip you know funding. Yep. Typically, that's a six-month loan with some, you know, for us at Coraline, we do two, um, three-month extensions yep. to help you get to, you know, if it takes a year. Most houses, especially now in the markets, six months, you're, you should be done. If you price them right and fix them right, right. right, you should sell. Where we see the gap is sometimes in Midtown or something like that where codes got involved and they really delayed the projects. they wanted X, Y, and Z that you weren't planning on and yep. now you gotta get code back out and all that stuff. Yep. So fix and flip is the other one. The second one and then third is just, you know, the bridge to help you buy rentals. Right. So instead of using like my home equity line of credit, I could use hard money, go buy that house, get it fixed up, get it rented, using the bird strategy, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. Yeah. so you're buying it with the, uh, the hard money, doing all that stuff, and then you're refinancing that. Yes. So you're taking out the hard money, and you're taking it to a local bank, because the local bank. This is some. This is a key piece that people need to understand. Sure. That I think is even worth hard money pricing. Sure. Is buying a house outright from a and you get bank financing. They want 25% down. If you use hard money and go. Finance it now. You own that house and you've owned it for six months, yep. then you take it to a bank. Now, seasoning that's 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 a moving target sometimes. Some banks do some sometimes, banks it's instantaneous, sometimes it's six months, sometimes it's a year. Yep. So, if you were trying to get out with you know no money down, which is my mantra, you know, then a, a hard money is a good a good place to start.
0: Yeah, I, I have used coreland for. Burrs. I've used, um, for, to just obtain properties that need some rehab. I've even used it to just obtain some just to have it. And because of that, I can get it a little cheaper. The appraisal is going to come a little higher. If I take it to my bank, I can usually keep all my cash in in my pocket. So I've, I've always had the motto to use it to scale. Right. Mm And, um, the end result, I've said this a hundred times, I feel like I, I constantly repeat myself, but when we talk about hard money, but the end, if your, if your end goal is to pay the property off, then what's the difference? You, right. you follow see followers, so what if there's a 10% interest rate on it or whatever, if it works in your numbers and you can make it fit, and usually hard money doesn't go out for 10 years. I mean, typically nobody wants to carry that. I guess some could, but most don't. want when it's a short term, um, tool that you can use to get into permanent financing but to me it's if you can make the numbers work and then you're refinancing um you you paid somebody some money to help you do it i've I've been all for it so yeah i've used it before and i I encourage it so that that is what it is what do you see um you know like uh, because we have one here matt jones uh, um is is with our company and he runs coreland and we it's it's a hard money service company and we, we loan to many investors and flippers that are probably listening right now so what do you see out of the market at, even outside of Corland? Because I know you have your kind of you know thumb to this with, with uh, lenders and people that loan money out there. What do you see in marketplace? What's it look like? Is it is it so, you, know, you know fluctuating?
1: The nationwide hard money lenders are have ratcheted back. You know, because of COVID. Because of COVID. They're okay. just they're just nervous because what people have to realize, like a lot of times that nationwide hard money money, hard money money
0: is cheaper than local yeah, so because they're using probably their own money,
1: whereas the some guys
0: it. here borrowing money to loan out. Yeah,
1: well the national guys are using like Wall Street money. Okay. They, if you're going nationwide, you're you're talking about you know hundreds of hundreds of millions, of millions of dollars that you're trying to put on the street for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. That's that's backed by Wall Street. And so when Wall Street pulls back their cash, they're trying to reserve reserve the cash. Those guys are now stuck because they can't. You know, yeah. It just it's just they're just stuck. So, the um, so what we've seen is now investors are coming back to the local hard money sources, which is a little bit more expensive, typically. Yeah. yeah. But you know, when you can get 100 financing and stuff like that's worth that's worth it to me. You know, like it is to me too. You know, just to pay the points, pay the interest rate, move on. You know, so I think that's what you got to think through is like, do you know, is any foolish or. I don't Yeah, that's the
0: same there. I think it, I don't, I mean, it, it, it comes to a matter of this, like, yes, there's cheaper money, but can you get it? And do you want to get it right? Meaning, do you want to put down 25% or do you, and then there's more expensive money where you, you know, you don't have to pull your money out of your pocket. You can use the bank's money or use the hard, the, the, you know, the the hard money lenders money. And it's like, what do you, what do you want to do that? There's, it's cheaper, but, um, requires more commitment from you as the investor this is more expensive and doesn't require much commitment at all other than you know the property so i it's really i guess how you would you know how you would phrase this is is it is that worth it to you to pay a little higher interest rate for a short term or do you want to come out of pocket with your own money and go the traditional route and, and use it that way i've always especially with me when i was first starting didn't have a lot of the funds that you need to start and I mean, I used that hard money lender to get me my first three or four properties, had them, managed them, got them running pretty good, and then went and refinanced them with the permanent, you know, with the permanent loan. So to me, it was worth it um, from the very beginning. Why do, why would investors use it? What, like why, you know, I think we've talked about some of this and we've answered some of these questions, but why, you know, outside of what we've said, why are some of the reasons why an investor, a flipper, a a rental guy would use it? And I guess that's a two part question. Flipper would use it for one reason, and then why would you, if you're if you're obtaining bond holds, would you use it? You know, I think
1: you've got to get money somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, and one thing that Doug and I have always done over the years is I always want to have our cash sitting there on the sidelines for the one dose. We've had so many shows talking about that where people mess up not having cash on the sidelines. So, yeah. that is one of the bigger reasons is that. You know, even if you got the money to do it, yeah, that would strap you to do it. So don't do that. <laughs> you that's <know, like, laughs> the, the main thing I'd say. Don't. You know, we've had so many people buy properties over the years that you know, say a hundred thousand dollars in properties, and they spent every dime, every bit of their four one k, their retirement, whatever they had, mm-hmm. and then they didn't have any money left in reserves or you know, and for backup and all that stuff. So yeah. it just puts you in a bad spot. So I think that's that's the number one. Um, and then, you know, I think we just talked about that leveraging and, and, yeah. and scaling and all that stuff. So,
0: what are some of the terms that? And I know we can't quote rates and exact things, but when you're going out looking for a hard money loan, what are some typical terms that you can expect to see? We talked about higher rates and points and things, but what are some of those? You know, like an average. I don't. I don't know. We'll, we'll at the end of this. I'm going to either give you Matt's info or have you email me to, to talk to Matt Jones here at Cortland. We'll be happy sure. to introduce you, but. What are some of the terms that you can expect to see? Whether it, we know there's a 10 to 12 percent interest rate, what are some of the other terms and fees you can expect with any lender, not just MAP, but with any hard money lender? Sure, I mean it's anywhere from 10 to 12 percent, anywhere from three to five points. Uh, means using, what does points
1: mean? Points means the easiest way to explain it is if you have a $100,000 loan request, mm-hmm. if you have five points, you're going to pay five thousand dollars Okay, and so for that, just just the fee to get that loan done, it's right. not the interest rate. So you, a lot of people either pay that up front on part of the closing, or they put it on the back end on when they sell the property. So that could affect your point cost as well. If Is it you go ahead, if
0: what? If you put it, if you don't pay it yourself. I was about to say, what? To me, it's like golly, just put it on the back end. But is there a difference? If you know, it's more risk to the there?
1: it's more risk to the to the person that's doing, providing providing the funds to do it on the
0: back end. So they're going to be charged charging more to do that. Service. So, in other words, they might say, Hey, look, if you want to pay now, you can pay three, but if you're going to put it on the loan, we're going to do six. or six, yep. That's okay. right. Yeah. Um, and then you got transaction fee just to get things, put, kind
1: of admin fee. A few hundred, hundred bucks. bucks, bucks a yeah. yeah. Probably expect an appraisal most of the time, especially these days with markets and all that stuff. So, that's going to be, could be a desktop for 250 it could be a full appraisal for 450 so somewhere in between there. So, yeah. then you got attorney fees and all that stuff to close. So you're, you know, just to close it without points and all that is probably fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Closing cost. Yeah. And then you get your points on top of that. So just be prepared for that when you're doing your numbers. And I'm happy to walk through anybody, you know, anybody through that process. process and all that stuff. And Matt's really good at that as well. He's got templates and you know all that good stuff. So I think you know, I think you just gotta you know um, map that out mm-hmm. and understand the numbers. And so so if you buy a house, you know, and it's thirty thousand dollars, but you know your closing costs are five thousand with the points and everything else, does the number still work or do you really need to be in that house at twenty-five? <laughs> or yeah. can you be in that house at twenty-seven and still feel good about the deal? So yeah. that's where you get hung people get
0: hung up. Well, that's too much. We'll just get the house cheaper, you know, and try to drive it that way. Because know? it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's a cost, it's a fixed cost, and you're and you're gonna it, have it and you're you're back by the way. They're loaning you money without running credit or figuring anything out about you. I mean, you gotta think probably, about that aspect of it. That's a great point. I think that's that's probably the biggest advantage is
1: that most of our money people are loaning on the asset, not on the person.
0: And I've even seen people with, with good credit use it because it's just simpler and easier and they don't want the hits on their credit because they've got a portfolio that, you mentioned this to me a long time ago, you, you'll never, and you, you said this, you'll never have in the, 800 plus credit score because of your portfolio, your credit's being run every year and it's just tough to keep that that high. Right. So I mean like there's a there's a reason that some people could use it. Who, speaking of who, you or, or some people use it, who uses it? Who, who is the, 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 the typical client and buyer that would request a hard money loan? The biggest one is the uh, the
1: flippers. Okay. Buying a house, fixing it up and selling it. That's probably the number one. What are they trying to
0: avoid? By using, in other words, with, with a flipper, when they use a hard money loan, what is their reason to do that versus going to their bank? Are they trying to avoid putting that big cash deposit down that, typically? Yeah, that's right. They're trying to get all the money
1: to do that project without out of pocket
0: expense. Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. Who else uses it? Flippers. Flippers. People that are buying rental properties. And a lot of the, and the, we didn't touch on this earlier, but I think that's a good piece uh, to talk about is a lot of out of state investors will use the hard money. And they do that because it's really hard for somebody in California to get a bank loan either from their bank in California to loan in Memphis, Tennessee. You know, I'm trying to buy a house for my parents in South Carolina yeah. and I can't I can't do the funding from here here. You gotta I go gotta South, I gotta find a South Carolina bank. So same thing, so like this California person trying to find a Memphis bank to deal with them they're like, eh, we're a community bank, that's that's the why we're called community bank right so <laughs> they push back and they now that's one advantage of using a crest Core or some of the companies out there like that as far as just having the relationships that we have we can make that intro if we put our and this is a very we're all, we're all very cautious in doing that right, all the time <laughs> but it will put our stamp on um, the client or the house. Client, the house or both really they'll call and text hey man what do you think about this deal Are you, you good with this you'll be able to manage it I spend a ton of time every week talking through conversations like that with bankers that are... Because they're scared. They they went through that 08 and all that stuff. And a lot you know, of shrapnel from A lot area. of shrapnel. They're still 12
0: years later, 10 years later, we're still talking about... Hesitation. Because yes. that, I mean, I, we... And this is a tangent here a little bit, but man, we are 12 years removed from that, but man, it, it, how deep that cut. That cut makes so deep. Yep. You know? I mean, they, they still can't heal up completely from it. Right. They're still coming at you with different, you know, uh, requirements to get a loan, but, you know, uh, uh, you know, as we're talking about who uses it, is there any other person, I guess, a flip, a buy-and-hold guy, multifamily, do you see a lot of multifamily you know, hard money loans? Not much. Just because it's hard to make the numbers work. The numbers are hard to work. Yeah. That,
1: when you're talking about half a million, a mm-hmm. million bucks, now, you know, there's, I, I met a guy that uh, uh fund me, I think it's... it's Company but he's in California. He's a really good good dude. And, I mean they, in California we are just so used to Memphis cost. Yep. There's hard money happening in California all the time. It's just bigger numbers. Just a whole lot of it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you're buying a million dollar house, a yeah, million dollar rental. Hundred thousand in hard money loan costs, but it's you know it's three, three, four hundred thousand dollar renovation where here it's fifty and you're selling it for two million. you know what I mean? The numbers are just Huge totally risk, different. So, or a bigger, much bigger risk than here. So, And that's what I would say, one of the advantages of hard Money, too, that uh, to keep in mind is that, like for us specifically, and I can only speak to us, that we do a lot of underwriting. And so we will tell somebody no, only because we're trying to protect them and ultimately us as well. Yeah. So we'll explain that to them, show them our comp, show them what we're looking at, just to make
0: sure we're not missing something as well. but you know, so-, so so here's a, that's a great point. So if you go to a hard money lender and they deny you a loan, you need to really, really, really evaluate the situation. Because a hard money lender doesn't necess- so so a, a hard money lender doesn't necessarily care about your credit score and your ability to pay the loan. They want you to pay it. They, they care about that. But they're leaning on the house and the property more than they are necessarily, if you go to traditional banks, they're leaning on you more than they're leaning on the house. They want to know that you can pay it. So if they're denying you a loan on a hard money situation, there must be something that they see in that property that um, gives them a bad feeling about, you know, if they had to foreclose on you and take it back over, that they don't want that property want So that should tell you, hey, man, maybe I need to relook at this. Maybe I need to, to look at this area, this property, the repairs or whatever it might you know be. Huge red flag to me if you go to a hard money lender and they deny you a loan. And then the other thing I'd say is,
1: you know, if if the terms that they the hard money provider provides you are so <laughs> bad, there's a reason they're so bad. So, and I'm saying that saying, say say normally a, a hard is going to do 80% of loan to value after repair cost. So, meaning if it's a Hundred thousand dollar house. After repairs, they'll loan eighty percent of that, so eighty thousand dollars. So, if you can buy it for fifty and put thirty in it, you got a hundred percent financing on the deal, yep. right? So, but if there's some scariness of it, you know, something something just doesn't seem right. Like the like it's okay. a midtown house that's a hundred years old, or just on the edge, or gentrification. You know, we might say. And we really need to be 65% the value and make you put in you know, that, 15%, that 15% or you got to buy it cheaper or something. sixty-five. So you got to put a 15k so that we would only be in it for 65k yeah. for something that should be worth 100. So we've got 35,000 to play with to fix it. In case something goes wrong. In case something
0: goes wrong. That's right. yeah. So that's where people are coming from from a hard money standpoint. So um, where do you think hard money is going uh, amid COVID here? Like, do you do you see the national guys relaxing and, and understanding what the market is, or do you think they're going to stay clammed up for the next year? Um, or so? Yeah, I think that they are.
1: They will slowly. they, they got to of this money to work. Yeah. So they will come back slowly. And I think they already are a little bit. Yeah. Um, we now, what I've seen for us as well is. We have more demand than we have money, and part of that is the local banks are now skittish yeah. to loan on regular rentals, you know, or flips. So it's been advantageous for us you know, because the local banks like even like our we, we have a long term product. We didn't get into that. We should have probably get into that one. That was fourth. Yeah, I apologize. That's our Just long term funding. Like you can put on a fifteen or twenty year note. We have that product. You know, it's it's probably like nine or ten percent interest. But it's there. But it's there and you could keep it two three years, get your credit fixed and all that stuff. Or keep it this is what keep I was saying it. earlier, or keep it and pay, work. If you pay it right. off, and who cares? But but the banks are kind of skittish on loaning us to loan that product right For now. that long. For that for that long. For that locking in on that kind
0: of product. Yeah. So just just something to keep in mind. Um so so you think they'll they'll eventually loan their money locally. I know we're loaning Corelin's loaning money, and you see any other local guys that are that are Clammed up, or that are a little nervous about what's going on. Or are they still? Uh, they still everybody's are,
1: still going. I think they're nervous, but they're still going. Still going. Yeah. <laughs> if, I think they're doing the same thing we're doing. Just change that loan to value and be more picky on who, the, what, what they're doing, who, who they're to where the houses are. You know, like you know, yeah. you know there's certain areas in town that we just would, maybe we would have done before, but now we're saying, yeah. That.
0: Okay, this is hard money. I know this one's gonna be a quick one today, but it's, it's hard money and it's it's a useful tool. Um, you know, I've used it, you've used it, we've got clients that have used it. So um, if you have any questions about hard money, please contact me, dean at crestcore.com. If you have any other questions for Dan, dan at crestcore.com and we'll introduce you to Matt Jones. Matt is uh, super smart, really intelligent, and he's very good with the numbers and helping you kind of decide if, this is the right avenue for you to take for there, for that product, or for that you know, property, or whatever you're looking at. So, uh, any questions? Be sure and email us, Dan. You got anything you want to add on hard money before we go? No, that's good. I think uh, I'm happy to talk to anybody. Just email me at dan@crescore.com, and I'll
1: okay.
0: be happy to answer any questions on how it works and what to do. What to do and how to do it. Next week, we're going to start one of our most popular shows. Uh, we're going to do a three-week uh, segment on the zip code breakdown. It's the the shows that I send out the most. Um, I get the most comments and requests to to hear it and to talk about our zip code breakdown. Uh, And what we do, guys, is just break down every investment zip code in the city that um, we know of to invest in, I guess. Um, So we're gonna start next week at next Wednesday at 11 to break that down. Uh, And then we'll have a three-week kind of run of all the zip codes and what we like and what we don't like and and stuff like that. Okay. Guys, thanks for tuning in today. I know it was quick, but thanks for tuning in and listening to our Hard Money podcast. Uh, Email me, dean at crestcore.com. Email Dan, uh, dan at crestcore.com. Or you can go to the show's website or the the brokerage website, www.crestcorerealty.com, and um, you can check out all of our listings and information there. Okay, guys, thanks a lot. See you next Wednesday.